bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Just to emphasize the announcements, remember that next week, Saturday, we have general cleaning in the church. Are you excited about that? Are you putting your hands together for Jesus? Yeah. So let's all be here. And our outreach will be right after the cleaning exercise. Are you getting it? So everyone should be here. What time is the cleaning? Nine o'clock. Eh, okay. So nine o'clock Saturday morning, let's all be here. We're just doing some cleaning. And after that, we'll do some outreach in the area. And uh, we'll be going home. Amen. And then also, um, the planning committee is meeting after the encounter service. And um, what else? was the third thing that I thought was important to emphasize. Ready at 20, yes, ready at 20 service this afternoon. Hallelujah. Okay, I know why you're not clapping. <laughs> you don't know what it is. Um, it's a service for young people. <laughs> Below 30 years. So, I think that between 10 and 30 qualify to be in this service. So, if you're as young as me, we are here. 2 p.m. we are here. And it's going to be at the last Sunday of every month. So, let's take note and be a part. Amen. Uh, our memory verse for today, can you give it to us? We just read it. It will not be. Uh, okay. Uh, can we read it together? Ready, go. Second Chronicles chapter 31, verse 5. And as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance, in abundance the first fruits of corn, wine, and oil, and honey, and of all the increase of the field, and the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful once again for your goodness and your mercies have your way this morning in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Well, this morning also we are launching our Jesus Swelling Sunday. It is duly launched. Amen. And um, we are just um, putting out the, what do you call it? Our logo. Uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Um, the whatever, e-flyer. So um, it's going to go on all the pages now so that those who don't have it, what's happening? Sound is gone. Those who don't have it can have it. Okay, so uh, I think Ben will put it up on the screen but if you're on any page, it's coming on your page, and um, <laughs> you will help us do it. Okay. So I'm sure that it's going to come. And as soon as it comes to you, try and update your, your status, isn't it? Yeah. Your, your profile picture, because we have started, and um, everyone is going to have it. Okay, so once it hits your page, you just update. Please, we can give you some one minute to update 
this is the only time we are going to allow you to look at your phone after that every phone must go off okay but I'm sure that if you are on any page it's coming on your page by now okay right beautiful if it's not there to be there you don't don't be too worried it will come amen all right well this morning we are just continuing with um our study on tithes amen and um we are preaching from this book by our father bishop dagwood mills why non-tithing christians become poor and how tithing Christians can become rich. Amen. Are you there? All right. I can feel it this morning. You're a bit. I just want to finish uh, what we have been talking about in chapter chapter 15, I think, or chapter 14 of the book. Are the books finished? I don't believe that they are finished, though. I always ask this question, but nobody seems to bring the books around when we ask for it. So, I don't know. If it's not finished and you have it, you will pay for it, whoever is keeping the books. Yeah, I've done my best to try and sell it, but you have not been bringing the books. Okay, so we are looking at how Titus fulfilled the laws of world creation. And um, this is part three, because... I believe that this particular chapter is a very loaded chapter and very good chapter for all of us. Amen. Amen. So we have been looking at how Titus fulfilled the laws of world creation. And we said that when you see somebody rich, you have no idea the laws that they have more or less fulfilled to become rich. People assume that you just get up and you become rich. But nothing just happens. You have to make an effort and there are things that you have to do to become rich. And um, we looked at some of them and we are even trying to also apply it to tithing. And the first law we saw was the law of humility. We said that anybody who is lifted in life has himself been humbled. You can never go up if you don't first go down. So it says that humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. James 4 verse 10. So once you humble yourself, there is an automatic lifting and promotion. It's a law. So may you become humble. And uh, tithing is one of the ways by which we humble ourselves. Because if you take 10% of your money that you have worked for, worked so hard for, and then you take 10% and say, I'm taking it to give to the church. Hey, you must be very humble. Not a lot of people will do that. In fact, I know somebody who said, do you think I don't know what to do with my money? And he said, do you know how much I earn that you are asking for 10%? What a shock. All right, I'm not here to go over all the otherwise we will not finish now. But the second law is what? That tithing Christians fulfill the law of sowing and reaping. And we saw in um, Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22 that the Bible says that as long as the earth remains, 
seed time and harvest shall not cease. So it is a law that once you sow, you shall reap. And so when you see somebody having things, it did not just happen. Are, are these the books that are there? There are more. No, you won't pay for it. I'm telling you. How many have been here as witness that I've been asking every Sunday, where are the books? Uh-huh. So anybody who has kept the books, who is it? Who kept the books? No, no, no. Who is the one bringing and holding the books? Okay, they will pay for it. I, I'm not. The books are here, 15 Ghana or 10 Ghana cities. Anybody needs one? Because as I've been preaching, God bless you. Um, the rest, I, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Anybody, I mean, you just find a way of selling it. But anybody else, you need a copy, just wave your hand, they'll bring it to you. Right. So, once you see somebody enjoying something, what it just means is that the person has sown or has been sowing. And that is why he's reaping. Are you getting it? Yeah. So, it doesn't just happen. If you see me standing here preaching today, I have been sowing for some time. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I've been sowing for some time. And today, me too, I'm standing. I've been there when me too, I sat down. And somebody was preaching. And me too, I was receiving. Preach. Preach. It was seed time for me. And now me too, I'm harvest time. I'm also preaching to you. Yeah. So everything you see, there is a law of sowing and reaping that is working. Number three, because if you want to get it, get the message and listen to it. Tithing Christians also fulfill the law of prioritization. It's a word which creates wealth. And we said last week that when you put first things first, you always get the blessings of putting first things first. One of the first things we know is in Matthew 6, 33. It says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all other things shall be added. And we have found out in life that anything that must be put first that is put second, it always ends up in disaster. Yeah. You are going to make a mistake. You go to school the first thing why you came to school is to study. Not to throw shot, shot put and, and javelin. So you find people come to school and they do these things and then they don't pass. And I know people like that. They were just running, 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 running. Collecting funds. Hey, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, you go and sit in the exam, you don't remember anything because you have not studied. You will fail. Yeah. You will fail. We used to have a a, a teacher. He had a problem with his R and his L. When he asks you a question, he can't answer no. I say, hey, if by now you are saying this, and he has a way of saying this, he says, if by now you are saying this, then you will fail. You fail. You fail. Every day he'll be saying that. And I remember one day, one of our friends, he went to ask him a question. Because the man was teaching chemistry, 
diamonds. And he said, diamond can be used. He wanted to say glass cutter, but it's because of the R and the L. So he said, diamond can be used as a grass cutter. So the guy was sitting down there. He lifted it. I knew he was going to ask a very foolish question. Say, say, say. Yes. Say, do you mean Akrantia? <laughs> the man stood there for some time. Looked at him. Ibe now. <laughs> you, you are saying that grass cutter is Akrantia. Then all of us said, you will fail. He said, no, you will not fail. You will frop. Totally. <laughs> So tell somebody, if you don't study, you will fail or you will flop. Totally. So people are not doing the things they have to do first at the time they have to do it. And so they, 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 they flop. Yeah. So when the tide comes also, have that same mind of first things first. Quickly take out the 10% before ideas come into your head. Because when you have the money, all of a sudden, uh, this bill will come, this one will come, this, uh, if you don't take care, all the money will get finished. So quickly calculate and please learn how to calculate the 10%. Don't, don't let it be a struggle. <laughs> I cannot calculate the 10%. 10% is so easy. I don't know if you can calculate 10%. I don't know what else you can calculate. But do it first. And you will get the blessings of having things first. Yeah. When you bring sex before marriage, you see, you have brought something first that should be second. Because marriage should come first before sex second. When you bring sex first before marriage, ah, you will fail. You, or you from <laughs> too terrible. It been now. Number four, hey, our time is up. Tithing Christians fulfill the law of emulation. I told you last week. Emulation means copying. One of the fastest ways of doing well in life is to copy. If you're a lady, you don't know how to dress. Look at another lady who dresses very well. Whatever she's doing, copy it. Move back. Say, hey, this is what has happened. They don't know you are copying somebody. Easy. You don't know how to preach. Look at somebody who knows how to preach. And learn. I've learned how to preach from Bishop Dark. I'm preaching. You see me walking like that. The same thing. When you see him preaching, he's just walking like that. No shame. Ah. Chinese, uh, what do you call these people? Koreans. They have copied Germany, they have copied their cars, everything. When you see the car moving, you wonder, is it Mercedes-Benz? No. It's a Korean car. That's it. But they have copied the thing. You should see them. Now they do things on their own because they have learned how to do it now. But with time, as you keep copying, then now you can do it yourself. Yeah. See the violets singing here? They're just copying. <laughs> Watching as the Campus choir is singing. They are also singing the same thing. That's no problem. Yeah. And they'll be singing more songs. Were you blessed by the administration? So, 
we have an example of people who have been paying tithes and they have been blessed. And these are the Jews. They give about how, how many millions? I've forgotten. Hundred million dollars or something every year or something more than that to their synagogue just by way of their tithe. Because they believe in it and they believe that they have to be rich. So, if we look at the Jews, if you take 100 wealthiest people in the world, 40% of them are Jews. Yeah. Why will you not follow them? They have the greatest number of people who are wealthy. When you talk about Nobel Peace Prize, this, that, that, they are the ones who have won it. So, if this is what they are doing, it's working for them. My brother, why not copy the thing? Copy. Copy and paste. Photocopy like this. Photocopy. <laughs> hey, my time is up. Number five. I need to finish this one today. Today, dear. Share, we are finishing it. I'm telling you. Tithing Christians understand the law of seasons. Seasons. And this creates wealth. So this is another law. That there's a law of seasons. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. It says that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Verse 2 says that a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Hallelujah. Now, this is another law that many people tend to overlook. Because many times we think that whatever is there is going to be there forever. But there are times and there are seasons. And sometimes when you even understand this, it, 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 it even encourages you. And you are really encouraged that, oh, if this one season has come, then me too, my season will come. Am I speaking to somebody? I see your season coming in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. You see this person driving her car beautifully. Hey. The other day I saw a certain lady driving a brand new car. It was a tear robber. Yeah. When we were in school, there was a small boy. He said, senior, it is in a robin. The, the car... <laughs> Somebody asked him for shit. He said, Senior, he's in a, he's in a robin. He's in a robin. The car was in a robin. I said, Hey, this is beautiful. I see you also driving a car in the robin. Receive it in Jesus' name. <laughs> there are times and there are seasons. Now, the Bible says that there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. There's a time to sow or there's a time to plant and there's a time to reap. I think sometimes people make a mistake of reaping when they should be sowing. It's not every money that comes into your hand that you must eat. Can I speak again? <laughs> you want me to say it again? It is not every money that comes into your hands that you must eat. Sometimes when I receive some money, I just sense that this money, I have to give it to somebody. Yeah. 
Sometimes I just know. Or maybe something, and then somebody asks you for something, then you know that, ah, that's the reason why this thing came. So it's not everything that you have to just take in. Actually, the season that you are in is actually a sowing season. And many people eat their seeds that they must sow. And so they don't have any seed to sow again. Because they did not realize that this was the season that they were in. And sometimes also we feel that that season will never pass. That it will always be there. So, oh, don't worry. We will do it another time. But what you don't know is that the other time is not for you. This is the time that you're supposed to do what you have to do. As we live in this life, there are a lot of things that God wants us to do. One day we're going to be judged for all that we used our lives for. Our life is just like a stage. You go and watch a, a drama. Some people come on stage. They come and perform and then they go. Another person also comes, comes to do something. Different people come. And sometimes, some stay longer than others, depending on what you are doing. But everybody comes. It's a time for you to do something and go. Yeah. That is how the life that we are living is. This season is a sowing season. One day to be over. You will die and you come face to face with God. And Bible says that whatever we have done in our bodies, we are going to be rewarded for it. So every seed you have sown, God is going to reward you or punish you based on what you have done. In the same way, whatever comes into your hands, God is giving it to you as a seed that you must sow at a season. When you have your tithe or you have whatever money you have been given, you have to take out the tithe. Yeah. Sometimes you may have a job and sometimes you don't even have a job. The time you have a job, you need to give the tithe. You realize that you don't have a job again. You have never given any tithe. There's no seed you have sown. Every blessing that must come to you will never come. Yeah. And the season to sow it it's immediately you receive the thing. Take it out. It's a season. Don't say, I'm waiting. Next two weeks, then I'll pay the tithe. That season would have passed. And you didn't have paid anything. Yeah. Proverbs 27, verse 24. The Bible says that for riches are not forever. If you ever thought that the riches you have is going to be forever, my brother, think again. Not forever. There is a season that you have it and the crown does not endure to every generation. So sometimes people think that, oh, it will be there. Next generation. No, it's going to pass. And that is when Joseph, when Pharaoh spoke with him and Pharaoh said that, listen, I've had a dream. I've had a dream, and in the dream, I saw uh, the field and some whatever, the corn and this, the wheat, the lean one ate up the whatever, and then he talked about the cows. And he said, I saw 
seven fatted calves. And they were eating and they were blessed. They were big and doing well. And then before I saw, there was another seven lean cows. In fact, the King James says, ill-favored cows. Ill-favored. May you never enter into an ill-favored season. Or. But he said, the ill-favored cows ate up the fatted calf. So much that there was nothing left. That you will not believe that this slim macho cows have been able to eat up all these fat ones. Hey! And then when Joseph had the dream, he said, hmm, hey, Pharaoh, this is your dream, dear. <laughs> Genesis 41, 31, he said, he said, because the Lord has repeated it twice, it means that it's going to happen. <laughs> eh? Is that what he said? Genesis 41, 31. He said, because the Lord has done, given you this dream twice, it means it's going to happen. You better do something about it. What does it mean? You're going to have seven years when you have plenty. Huh? Is it there? And the plenty shall be known by the... Ah. Is that what we are looking for? Or 3141, sometimes not scriptures, no. Abuabwe Jimu. Oh, no, not this one. Okay, change. Look for it. I think it's 41, but 41.32. It said, because the Lord has repeated this thing to you twice. 41.32, my brother. Are you there? Doubled unto you twice. <laughs> it's because the thing has been established. And it will come to pass. Yeah. So, brother, start putting down something for seven years. Because after the seven years, the rest you will be you 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 will even not believe that you have been rich before. A lot of people don't know that a season can come like that in your life. That you were doing so well, then pa everything is gone suddenly. But what will make you survive that season is when you have been able to sow during the first season that you had so that when the lean season comes, you'll be able to survive. Are you there? People have not given their tithe in the time when they were rich. So now that they are poor, nothing is happening. But as you had it, as you keep giving, you will find out that in the time of harvest, you too will be enjoying when nobody is having, you will be having. Everybody was coming to Egypt to come and get corn and all that. People will come to you. They will come and ask from you. They don't have it. They will come and ask you. Because you decided that the time I have to give my tithe, I give it. Hallelujah. Either I decided to go back home. Let me try and finish because my time is up. Number six, tithing Christians understand the law of a willing attitude which creates wealth. Mm. Throughout the scriptures, you will see God asking, if they be willing, let them bring an offering. If they are willing, Exodus 35, verse 5, let them find willing people, let them bring an offering. God doesn't want any offering that you are not willing to give. Yeah. 
Take ye from among them an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, if you are giving the offering and it's not from your heart, stop it. Forget it. God doesn't want it. Anything that you don't do willingly, it doesn't bring a blessing. I like to work with people who are willing. I don't like to work with people who are not willing. You call for a meeting, they are sitting down and they have sleepy eyes. And they are looking at... Uh, uh, uh. It's a hurry up, let's go. You are never blessed. When you are working with willingness, and you should see, anybody who is blessed in life are people who have been willing. Is there anything to do, boss? Is there anything? See, your boss likes you. He would like to give you more work to do. Yeah. Lady Pasta is uh, this thing. She owns this. She has a lot of people working with her. I'm sure she can. Yeah. You don't like people who just, you tell them, no. Nobody likes that. Yeah. They say your attitude will determine your altitude. Yeah. So whatever attitude you have will determine where you go. In the fancy, they have it. They say, I'll say, mm, Your beauty will take you, but your character will bring you back. The way your life is and the way you are, you have made a face. Sometimes when you go to some places, I don't know what they are doing there as a receptionist. They have made their face like tomorrow is going to... And they are sitting down there. Such a person should be sacked from the place. They pick us and hello, 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 who is that? <laughs> who is that? Me, I can't yell. You can move up there. You are sitting down at the Tigo, Tigo place there. You said you are uh, whatever. Etel Tigo, uh, this thing. And then, um, um, you say what? No. Such an attitude, you will not prosper. Nobody will like to, they will not employ you. They will sack you from the place. Yes. So, willingness is a good thing. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says what? He said that anybody who is giving an offering, let him come what? As he has purpose in his heart, let him give not grudgingly. <laughs> My brother, stop it. Stop it. Don't bring it. But uh, it said, for God loves a cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. Yeah. That is why tithe is a very good thing to do because as soon as you are able to do it, you know, you, you are a willing person doing it. It's nice because if you are able to be paying your tithe, it's a sign of willingness. Yeah. If you are not willing, like a wife who is not willing. There are some wives, they are not willing. You see them lying down there like a, like a dead body. What we bored. Oh, doom. My, my husband, have you finished? What, what finished what? Hurry up and let me sleep. Your, your husband will not be happy with you. How can he bless you with this attitude that you are lying on? Hurry up, let me sleep. Oh, you don't like my message. The way you are sitting there, you have made your face. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. I have to close. Or oh, 19. 19 is what I'm looking for. 
He said what? If ye be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You shall eat the good. There are good things of the land. Even in Obwasi here, there are good things. People are enjoying here. Yeah, you sit there and say, hey, man, there's a gold, though, but we don't see the gold. Minya. Some people are enjoying the gold, I'm telling you. You sit there. But it takes the people who are willing, willing, they enjoy. Verse 20 says that, but if you are, you refuse and you rebel, it said, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has said it. So, bringing your tithe is, is a very nice way of showing willingness. That's every time. Hey. My mother was a Methodist. She used to have the uh, tithe card, everything. And every time she would be saying, we should bring our tithe. <laughs> she wants to go and pay for her. Those days we were all just uh, unbelievers. We were just walking around. <laughs> we didn't understand all these things. But my brother... Just asking everybody for the tithe. You know, you see somebody who has a willing heart to give the tithe. Not somebody who is quarreling and having a, 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 a face. They say we should pay, so. Okay, we are paying. But you bring it willingly. You will be blessed. And finally, tithing Christians understand the law of obedience. So if you are willing and obedient, that is when you shall eat the good of the land. Obedience will always bring blessings your way. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1, it says what? Put it on the screen for you. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. And it shall come to pass that if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord your God to observe all his commandments and to do it, he said that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations. So if you're a business person, you are obeying to bring your tithe. God will set your business high above all businesses in the land. Somebody is receiving this blessing. If you're a student in the school and you are giving your tithe, you are being obedient. God said, I will set you high. Is somebody receiving the high above? That will be your story. You are not rebellious like Saul, who was told to do something, and he said, hey, I cannot do it. In fact, he, he said he had done it, but he had not done it. And someone said, it's better to obey than to sacrifice. Instead of bringing the tithe, you are going to buy a shirt for the pastor. The pastor, I brought a shirt. My, my brother, my brother, my brother. Stop that rough there. Tell somebody, stop that rough there. Ah, but the shirt you have brought to the pastor, that is not the tithe. You have brought a goat to the pastor. That, uh, that. To obey is better than sacrifice. So sometimes you find people, instead of giving the tithe, they are just... Okay. And some people, I don't know what it is, but they, they, they just enjoy that, okay, I would like to support, if they are doing, a, a, what do you call it, a, a, like we are going to orphanage, 
hey, we are going to the orphanage. Ha, yes, these are the things that, ha, pastor, anytime you are doing orphanage something, please call me. Ah, these are the things I like. But this type of tight there, my brother, you, you are making a mistake. Miado, yeah. Tithing is another test of obedience. That's what Bishop says here. It is a test that you will have to pass if you are going to do well. Obey God and give him 10% of everything you have. He said, perhaps the great harvest of the tither is the harvest of the seeds of obedience. Dear friend, tithing is an important exercise. Even if it's just an exercise in blind obedience, you cannot be trusted with certain positions if you are not obedient. Hey, you cannot be trusted with certain amount of money if you are not obedient. So that's why Jesus said in Luke 16, verse 10, as I close, he said that, who will entrust to you? He said, if you are faithful in little, put it there, he that is faithful in least, he will also be faithful in much. So when you have 100 cities and you are faithful in giving the 10 cities, God knows that when he gives you 1,000 cities, you'll be faithful to give the 100 cities. But the reason why he's not giving you the thousand because the ten cities you are not bringing it. If he gives you thousand, you won't bring the hundred. Says, so let me not give him at all. That is why you are not blessed. But if you become faithful in the little, you become obedient in the little. You become obedient. Maybe it's even one city. You say, I'm going to be obedient. God will give it to you. Yeah. I was telling some people that I have learned to always carry an envelope with me. As soon as I get something, I put inside. So I call it an empty vessel because Elisha told the woman, gather ye empty vessels. And so the Bible says that so long as there was an empty vessel, the oil flowed. So every day I'm holding my empty vessel, waiting for oil to flow inside. Hey! And God knows that when the oil flows, the 10% remember. So God will also bring the oil to receive this 10%. But when he brings it and I don't bring the 10 that is the end of it. It's not going to come again. So Jesus said, if you are faithful in least, you will also be faithful in much. And he is unjust. He that is unjust in least will also be unjust in much. When he's giving 10,000, he'll look at the money and say, 10,000? Too much. As you take 1,000 and give to the church, it's too much. Too much. One day I saw a brother bringing his tithe, and when I looked at the envelope on an ear, I saw that <laughs> I didn't move through. You know, I said, my God bless this guy because the money he has taken that he has brought, it's not, it's not everybody who will do it. I said, hey, 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 hey. Oh, this one for the church. Oh, no, no, my mentor is okay. I one percent. He will not be obedient. That's why Jesus said it. Verse 11, quickly, let me close. He said, <laughs> If you therefore have not been faithful with unrighteous mammon, in other words, money that is not this thing, he said, who will commit to your trust? True riches. There's something called true riches. That thing you are holding is just a test though. God wants to give you true riches, but you can't handle that unrighteous mammon. Why should he give you true riches? True riches, you don't see it though. It is wired in accounts, moving like that. We don't see it. And, 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 and there are some things that are even more expensive than money. Which is what God wants to give you. I pray for you. 
that you'll be faithful with your tithe. I pray for you that you'll be willing to give your tithe. I pray for you that you will stand firm in obeying whatever God gives to you. That you give the tithe to the Lord. May God remember you in your harvest time. As you have sown in the season of sowing. In the harvest season may you reap. May God open the windows of heaven. And pour out a blessing unto you. May God rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I pray for you that you shall be a delightsome lamb. I pray for you that many will call you blessed. That your fruits will not wither and die. But you will enjoy the fruit of your labor. May God bless your mighty hand. May God lift you up. May God exalt you. And may God promote you. And may God establish you. Be blessed with true riches. In Jesus name. Stand to your feet. Oh yes. When we walk with the Lord. In the light of his word. What a glory he sheds. On our way While we do His good will He abides With us Too loud And with all Who would trust And obey Oh Trust and Obey For there's no But to trust and obey Trust and obey Trust and obey For there's no other way To be happy in Jesus But to trust and obey Today I just want you to in a minute commit yourself to God Bible says that then Jacob vowed a vow, a vow, and he said, Lord, if you will bless me, I will give you a tenth of all that you give to me. Today, pray also. You want to talk to God, you want to make a vow and tell the Lord, a tenth of whatever you give to me, I'm going to give to you. Open your mouth and pray in just a minute. Talk to God. Pray that you will not default in paying your tithe, but you will bring your tithe, whether it's weekly, whether it's monthly, whatever time you are giving, you'll be faithful in sowing the seed at the time you must sow it at the time of sowing you will sow your seed pray that God will help you to have a willing heart to release whatever he has blessed you with for God loves a cheerful giver that God will make all grace abound towards you that you having all sufficiency in all things will abound to every good work may God himself establish you in whatever you do pray that as you give your tithe and you are faithful with the unrighteous mammon May God bless you with true riches in the name of Jesus. That is the goodness of the Lord in your life. Thank him for grace to do it. We bless you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed, all eyes closed, if you are here, somebody invited you, you are not born again, or you came on your own, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to be born again. Today is a good day to surrender your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Father, we bless you. We thank you for salvation. 
Thank you for your hand that is touching lives in this place. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Put your hands together for Jesus.